start this off slowly Yeah, we can do it my way I know that can get you morning But if you tell me how you want it, babe We can do this here till the morning Baby, tell me Tell me how you want it, babe You can tell me Tell me how to love you, babe Baby, tell me Tell me, is this good enough? Or should I? That you can swim in desires needing fulfilling It's not gonna be another night in October when I come over Come closer, kiss me where my neck turns into my shoulder You ain't gotta work harder, just smarter and sending precise Thank you for the red wine and the soft sheets that I like The playlist popping like my pussy and now I'm ready to ride I've been putting in work at the gym and building strength in my thighs But first I need your face between these hips to kiss my other lips Suck on my clitoris, let me taste your spit and see how sweet it is This crystal guy's about to bless you with sneer and miss But we go easy Sticky, icky, squishy, licky on my splits Into my Milky Way and I'll take you beyond galactic The D be so good, it's making me want no prophylactics And we can role play, I always wanted to be an actress If you do me right, I'll take you to new heights of your class Baby, tell me Tell me how you want it, babe You can tell me
Ladies, baby, but I'm feeling like an indigo. Ladies, checking for the mail like an envelope. Don't even me, my nigga. I don't wanna, I don't even know. I got my own at home, and she more like a queen. So you know I treat her right, baby girl. Please keep it going. I just wanna create. Yeah, 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 ye
Godzilla, four gargantua eyes glued to the tube was a long time ago. John Boy, Ice, Geronimo, Polite, jumping out Chrysler's easy wider paper. Pops puffing his sets, punching his chest like a gorilla. Outside with psychos, killers, saw Devon, Goon, and Chungo. Little Turkey, R.I.P. Tyrone, remember no curse in front of Miss Mercy. Big Percy, Crazy Paul, the Sled Sisters. My building was 4016, once in the blue. Hallways was clean, I knew all that I seen had meant something. Learned early to fear none. Little Nas was hunting, living carefree, laughing, got jokes on the daily. Y'all acting like some old folks, y'all don't hear me. Yo, I'm in my second childhood. When I float for the street, who else could it be? NAS Nas. Resurrect through the birth of my seat. Queensbridge, make everything right. Get yours, nigga. When I float. 
street. Who else could it be? Better yes, Resurrect through the birth of my seat. Queensbridge, make everything right. Doing this 31, living in his mom's crib. Ex-convict was paroled after his long bid. Cornrows in his hair, still slinging, got a crew. They break his mom's furniture, watching Comic View. Got babies by different ladies high, smoking L's in the same spot he stood since 85. Well, when his dad slow, he be crazy. Saved by his mom, set her on her payday. Junior high school dropout, teachers never cared. They was paid just to show up and leave. No one succeeds, so he moves with his peers. Different blocks, different years. Sitting on different benches like his musical chairs. All his people's moved on in life. He's on the corners at night with young dudes. It's them he want to be like. It's sad, but it's fun to him, right? He never grew up. 31 and can't give his youth up. He's in his second childhood. When I float for the streets, who else could it be? N.A.S. She's always talking, name dropping, hanging late, drinking, smoking, hates her baby daddy, crave shopping, eat popping, ecstasy taking, won't finish her education, best friend she keeps changing, stuck with limitations, lusting men, many hotels, Fendi Chanel, with nothing in her bank account, front and she do well, her kid suffers, he don't get that love he deserves, he the son, she the earth, single mom, even worse, no job, never stay working, mad purdy, shorty, they call her the brain surgeon, time flying, she the same person, Never matures, all her friends married, doing well She's in the streets, yakety yakking like she was 12 Honey is 27, argues, fights Selfish in her own right for life Guess she's in her second childhood When I float for the streets, who else could it be? N.A.S. Resurrect through the birth of my seat Queensbridge, make everything right Get yours, nigga When I float for the streets, who else could it be? N.A.S. Mine, it's mine, it's mine, whose world 
yours. The world is yours. To my man ill will, God bless your life. To my people's throughout Queens, God bless your life. I trip we box of crazy bitches, aiming guns and all my baby pictures. Beef with housing police, release scriptures, that's maybe Hitler's. Yet I'm the mouth money, getting stabbed, rolling foul. The versatile honey, sticking wild, golden child, dwelling in the rotten apple. You get tackled, a court by the devil's lasso. Shit is a hassle. There's no days for both days. We sell a smoke pays while all the old folks pray. The Jesus soaking they sins and trays. A holy water, odds against nods and slaughter. Finger the word best describing my life. To name my daughter, my strength. My son to start will be my resurrection. Born in correction, all the wrong shit I did. He'll lead in right direction. How you live in larger broker, charge cards are mediocre. You flipping coca, playing spit spades and strip poker. Poker. It's yours. It's mine. world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine. It's mine. world is this? Yo, the world is yours. The world is yours. Calling me 
need a newest team prodigy now 16 with big dreams the world's finally found the next gotta be crowned still i'm frowned because i'm drowning in stress the amount i've allowed to devour my chest is just off the meter and leave a batista diva they see a kid eager and swear that he's not a leader i need a reliever my mind's going through cyclones while others mind blown like minds in fight zones he might go psycho trying to tie michael but i know my rhymes pyro and won't spiral unless it's vinyl still it feels like a curse it hurts to know a verse can lead to me in the hearse hates first they'd rather see me fail than succeed that's why i'm alone on my own with no team don't need no green no i got something to spend in the end all i really need is a friend I'm so 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 alone. so alone just me and myself I'm so, so alone. i'm so so Wish I could find someone who cares just a little bit Enough for being home and alone I've grown sick of it, thinking different So nobody wanted to stick with him And chances getting slim Cause money finally made it in it I can't pretend like I don't hold for friends But I hold my goals and others hold day tens Whether gas crack or weed It can't be me to bleed I got a mother, a sister, and future seeds to feed Believe that I'ma get it done I'm pleading to see some fun Not even on the run and still I'm home Thinking in the sun and needed some One more thing to bring me up I'm stuck Yup, I wanna film stuff, but get tough lucks Cause there's no cash, just me. just me Always just me I know what I could be But what's the use of being the king When we die anyway and we could die any day I'm uh. so, 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 alone. so, so alone Just me and uh, myself I'm so, so alone I'm so, uh, so, alone. so, so alone It's just me by myself It's just me by myself yeah, Now I'm praying that I make it 25 
Baby, call the doctor for my help. You know it's kind of hard to say the drugs. Cause I've been having problems with myself. And I've been asking questions what it love. And they don't give me answers, just a check. And they don't know my issues as a child. Cause I was busy cutting on myself. And hanging from the playground went wrong. Until you got a rope on your neck. And I've been losing more than just my mind. Gathering was enough for self-respect. And that is why you coming, why you drunk. And why you never let me when I need it. And I don't wanna be like you no more. And I've been trying to cope, I'm getting weak. Smoke too much, the problems of a 20-something. 20-something. I drink too often, it's liquor pouring from the faucet. You would assume for following the tunes, then I'm doomed to die young. Addicted to dry plump, these bitches ain't shit. And pussy is my greatest vice. I love smoking weed, I hate advice. I know some niggas that talk good, the wise men from a long line of bitch made and bridesmen. You never had nothing but fucking dreams You just caught up in the hype The fashion is so it seems The limelight I know that I rhyme tight No need for your two cents And burning your blueprints These people think I really give a fuck about The shit they give a fuck about Just need a moment of silence Just close your fucking mouth Infatuated with violence Gun in my fucking mouth people nourish and support and discover that that's because cool. that's where real joy is when I'm actually in connection with my authentic self with you know I tend to look at it the world like a garden like so if we're all flowers in the garden you know and, and you go into a garden and there's no such thing as a perfect tulip there's no such thing as a perfect daisy like they they each are unique sure right and, and that was but, if daisies yeah, are out of fashion, which kind of are right now, and you should be a petunia or whatever you should be, then, you know, I can spend my whole life trying to be a petunia. Sure. Right? My daisiness isn't good enough. I'm supposed to be, I'm a crappy petunia. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I got to try to be a petunia. I got to dress myself up and paint myself purple or whatever I got to sure, do, sure. right, to try to be a petunia. But I'm a crappy petunia. I'm never going to find joy. I'm going to live in fear that I'm supposed to be a petunia. Most of us feel like that. I, no, I know. I used to watch, look at the girls with the size two jeans, and I'd be like, their thighs are so small. I'm never going to have small thighs. As opposed to being like, awesome, I've got like big legs that are strong and can do things and can run and can dance, and they can, they're, they're big legs, they're great. As opposed to like, I want to be a skinny, tiny model. Like, it's the same thing with height. I'm only 5'5". Five five. I wish if only, if only I was 5'10", you know, right. that then I'd be. And I know people 5'10 that are like, I can't get a date. Because <laughs> all men are 5'9". Because all men are 5'9", yeah. right. So, so that whole, again, we're talking about, if we talk about fear and joy, like sure. that's all rooted in fear that we aren't good enough how we are. Right. And there's a lot of religion. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of family that yeah. will support that. Sure. And so if everybody agrees that they aren't good enough how they are and we're filtering our reality of who we are through other people who don't think they're good enough, it's kind of insanity. It, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. It's like an echo chamber. It's an echo chamber. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good one. Yeah. And 
you know, for me, the difference between humility and thinking I'm great is humility is really an accurate assessment of who and what I really am, Mm. both positive and my challenges. So nobody's perfect. There is no such thing. Perfection is even is a, is a foolish word when you talk about anything that's real. Everything's unique. So, so to own that you have strong legs and you have a sense of humor and like the things that are uniquely Pam, it doesn't necessarily make you better than other people. It's just what's uniquely you. Right. And humility for me, as much as anything else, is the ability to own what's good about myself in a balanced way with what my challenges are. That's humility. Right. What makes me better than other people is that I don't have a cell phone and I've never seen the movie Titanic. Those are the things that make me I'm better. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I just had this conversation the other night. I held out for 20 years to see Titanic. I just saw it six months ago. I loved it. You loved it. Okay. I I'm loved it. I thought it was going to be so sappy. I, and you know what? It was not sappy. I did not like the last 30 seconds. The okay. only thing I would change is the last 30 seconds of the movie. What did everybody live? No, <laughs> no, I would not. I would change. You'd have to see it to know the last 30 seconds. Okay. But um, because I don't understand why she did the thing she did. It was kind of stupid. But but the whole idea, basically what happens is he returns her to her authentic self. Oh. She's trapped. She's trapped in a gilded cage of a privileged life. Mm. And he sets her free. And he really does set her free. I mean, he and, and the fact that he does, it's not the idea that th- that. She doesn't even really mourn him. <laughs> she doesn't. It wasn't like some unrequited love and she's going to love him. It wasn't like that at all. He had a purpose. He was a bridge. He was a bridge to get her out of this privileged life that she was in as a disempowered woman, pre-woman's right to vote. Sure. Right? And, and, she, and he sets her free. I, I, I really, I have to tell you, it wasn't what I expected. I thought it was this like love thing and he would die and it would be this tragedy. It wasn't even that sad. Huh. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty cute at that age too. <laughs> but uh, no, he dies. It wasn't that big of a deal when he died. Well, I mean, I have to say it yeah. just for me. I sure. I don't know. It was I more the know. fact that she lived and how she lived. Yeah. And he helped her to do that. I, if you get, I'm telling you. It's just one of I those know your holdout. It's, it's an I'm ego hold, thing. It's an ego thing. Yeah. It's just she's the, not the gonna see Titanic. Me, I just everyone saw it. I was like, I wanna be different. It was one of the ways I claimed to be unique. <laughs> well, being different is fine. Being different is fine. If if it's authentic to who we are. Sure. I mean that's um so there's an interesting thing to think about if you think about thoughts as things if you think about feelings as things i think thoughts are real though that goes back to socrates and think and plato and thinking thoughts are real when you think of something it exists in your head that thought is real it has it has a form. form yeah mm-hmm. it's real right and then it can become form like there's nothing in this room right now there's nothing in the room of any of our listeners right now that wasn't a thought sure right this was all created somebody had a thought an idea and then it they made it in one form or another. They gathered the money and the resources, and then it became... Disposable cups. Magic. Disposable... And, and <laughs> straws, <laughs> which straws. I love straws. Straws are going to go away pretty soon, but I'm sad about that. But um, so if you think about if thoughts are things, and if everybody has them, and we can look at our family of origin, our own childhood, that we've all picked up thoughts from other people, right? Yeah. I mean, look at the thoughts that are being spewed right now from 45 right thoughts of of bigotry and hatred and and fear misogyny and and people are taking those on 
absolutely right and, and they're taking them on without even knowing it i think that it's i think it's negatively affecting so many people it is without them even being conscious of it right like it's no it's so the level of unconsciousness is where attachment happens ah so but it attaches to us because there's some way that we resonate with it so like we are not fans of 45 right i know that there are a lot of i was just <laughs> i was down in death valley oh my god with everybody with the flags the like trump 2020 oh wow that was interesting that was interesting so there's a lot of people that are so the resonance there's a different resonance like i don't resonate with bigotry and hatred right but right. there's people that do because they, they have fear but they're resonating with tax breaks and promises some of them are of also just resonating with fear their okay. fear of losing what they have fear sure. of yeah, not that, being yeah, enough that, 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 yeah. and brown people are going to take it away from me right or, you know like that sure. that idea um we all pick up thoughts from our parents right our parents my mother's opinions about me my mother's and i might take them on directly or i might um defend myself against them like mm -hmm. i don't want to you know my parents would teetotal tea party gun-toting republicans and oh my. you know I, wow. i've like defended myself against that and gone the other direction reacting to the thoughts of other people when we take those on um and, and if we look deeply a lot of the internal talk that people have is stuff that was given to them by a sure. caregiver by a coach by a teacher you know, I mean, we talked about the thing that happened to you in the kindergarten yeah, with the teacher that teacher. said she you were... Mrs. Mowers. She was the worst. Yeah. Called right. me fat in front of the whole class. Called you fat in front of the whole class. Like, Ooh. boom. That was like an interject, right? Oh, my God. That went in there. Well, it made me be a teacher. I mean, I think that th that's why I was a teacher for a couple of years uh, out of college is that I was like, oh, my God, I've got to protect children from these teachers that say terrible things. Like, if you're a kindergarten teacher, you're supposed to be a sweet, like, a completely patient really not i mean kindergarten teachers are special people and i don't even think they they're like, should be special. they aren't always but i can't imagine you what, you're going to be in a room with a bunch of children you're going to be mean to them and abuse them that's insane well so one of the things that can happen and we all do this is that and i i actually can say this that we all do this is that it's very easy for us to feed off of each other mm -hmm. and that when my negativity so i can often if i put someone else down it's generally an attempt to elevate myself sure and i'm feeding on their life energy it goes back to the monster zinc thing like if you are suffering then i'm i actually can feed off of that it's very bad i think that you should tell your daughter to write that as a thesis project for college or something it's a great it's a really great concept of taking monsters inc and like using it as a as a structure to see our own lives that's amazing like it's, it's well really it's deep. <laughs> it, there's a lot of reality to it <laughs> when we great. when we look at what's happening on a spiritual on an energetic level taking well the good news about it for me is that we take these things <clears throat> pardon me and when they have form then we are no longer disempowered by them. We're no longer victimized by them. We can actually do something about it, uh, which is I'm all about. Let's do something about this. Sure. Right. So what can we do to make this better? Like right. that, just like yourself, you're a justice person. That's part of your authentic self. So, you know, your kindergarten teacher said a terrible thing. It had an impact on you, but you turned it into how can I not do this to other people or how can I 
yeah be a better person and right how this not happen with other kids there's a lot I of just, different ways I it tell, can go i tell little girls always even when they're two or three or young i always compliment them on their uh cleverness or their word usage or their big sentences or like what a good speaker you are before i tell them how pretty they are oh my god why does every single like whenever anybody sees a child the first thing they say is oh you're so beautiful you're so pretty it's like don't tell little girls they're pretty. Stop it. Right, <laughs> like, right. Because we're, we're that. very, but that's part of the, it starts the attachment to what other people think and how other people see us right away. Yeah. Which, I mean, it is part of being social beings that we interact and, and we have influence on each other. But when those, when those influences become, they outweigh their useful social purpose. Yeah. So, you know, someone says something to you and then you have it in your head for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. And, and it's a harmful thing. That's energetic interference. Yeah. So and a lot of people think, well, that's just in there. There's nothing I can do about it. Like, you know, my kindergarten teacher told me I'm fat. That could wreck you for the rest of your life. That could be in there. It actually is like she installed this thing and it stayed there. So she uploaded a program and the program needs an update. And I'm going to tell you the program can be updated. That can be extracted. We can get really that those interjects those inserts we can get used to them we can orient ourselves around them they can be ways we mo like i i started with the idea of like i'm fat right i mean for me that came from my first boyfriend who told me i had a fat ass when i was 13 years old oh my God. and i really wanted to impress him and so i started to make myself throw up wow, and then yeah. the whole thing for me became i need to be skinny so people will love me right yeah right. No, I, because I there's a belief that only how other people see me make me lovable. Right. And I'm, I don't have intrinsic worth as a person because right. I'm not connected with my authentic self and my joy. Right. And no one will listen to me unless I'm skinny and pretty because no one listens to fat people. We're terrible to fat people. We're terrible. I don't know if it's all over the world or if it's just the United States, but I mean, it's, we're not nice. <laughs> our, all of our, like, the, we, we, have this slovenly like we when we think about like people who are I don't know I just I feel I feel bad but it's part of my programming too that like fatness is somehow the worst evil of all somehow I don't know if that's because I grew up so wealthy or because everyone has diet food or, or I, I don't understand why but it's a, it's a strange it's a strange thing we're in, you know, the 1800s. If you were fat, that meant you were rich. Right. Like, you, if you were there, they'd be like, wow, you're fat? Right. No, you look at all awesome. the paintings. Right. Wow. No, it good. It meant, it meant that you, you had, had prosperity money. in yeah. your life. Right. Enough money to eat. <laughs> so so let's do a piece of work. Okay. Let's do a piece of work on Pam. So what's that voice in your head that makes your life miserable? It just tells me that I'm, um, that I, I hate myself. I say it all the time. I'm like, I hate you. I hate myself. Okay. So if you come into your body... Just take a minute, take a deep breath. Notice where your feet are and your hands are and your head is. and um, See if you can. Do you actually hear it? Oh, all the time. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So see if you I can. I actually say it out loud sometimes, okay. like on the bus or whatever. I'll be like, oh, I hate myself. Okay. So <laughs> I, had, I, I used to have that voice. I'm going to tell you I, haven't, I don't have that voice anymore. That's nice. So we're going to get rid of this voice for you too. So see if you can notice where that voice is lives is it more on the right is it more on the left if if you were going to try to like listen where do you hear it? Uh, i would say the right right side okay and is it all over the whole right side or just more like towards your temple or toward the back uh, probably like 
like the whole kind of side of my head. Okay. And then it talks to the other part. But, I mean, usually it makes my voice go. Say it out loud. What's the part it's talking to? Uh, it's talking to the part of me that's embarrassed about something that I did or didn't do or that I accomplished, but maybe I did it wrong or I think maybe that I offended somebody or maybe sometimes I say some really fucked up shit on stage and I'll be like, oh my God, was I, did I really say that in front of people? I hate myself. Like I'll, I'll, it's like the, it's the judgment of some actions that I've, that I'm, I'm trying to like circle back and look at my day and then I'm like, oh no. It sounds like it's a way you're trying to emotionally regulate yourself when you're unsure. Sure. Or you take a risk. Well, it's after the risk has been taken. Right. It's like, it's after, yeah, it's, it's once I've put something out there and then I'm like, and there's some fear around it. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So. If, if you bring your awareness to that right, right side of your brain, if, if we were going to give it a color or a shape, what color or shape does it have? Oh, I'm going to say yellow, uh, yellowish green. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, like a, I'm going to go with like a mucousy, snotty sort of covering, like the kind of stuff where you try to wipe it off, but it kind of gets all over the... It's like, it's like I didn't know that I just crapped an oil painting kind of thing. Like right. I'm trying to wipe this off. It's, and it's not per se but it's more like slimy goo that like it's now it's like it's like oh now it's on my fingers and it's like I can't ah you try to get the wipes and you just can't even remove it and it's still there like a little sludgy okay it's mucusy yucky so we're gonna we're gonna ask it a couple of questions so as a matter of fact let's see if you could move that energy out of your body and it could personify itself, this kind of green, slimy thing that's on the right. If you, if you could personify it in front of you with limbs and a head and a face, what size would it be? Oh, little, like maybe the size of like a, a dill pickle. Okay. Uh, but kind of like a dill pickle, like kind of bumpy and green and sort of slimy. And What's its personality like? Uh, I think it's kind of a dick. It's like a... Is it a dick? Yeah, it's like... It's It's the size of a green dick. It's the size of a green dick. It's like living in my... It's living in the left side of my head. It's a little little cock with a bad attitude. It's like, like, you're so fucking dumb, Pam. Why did you do that? Um, Okay. Yeah, and it's like, it's all like... And it's got like little, you know, like little weird spindly arm things. And it's like has little fingers is like you're a big dummy like pointing at me how does it feel about you um you know i that's the thing i think it's conflicted because like it wants to be it wants to be out in the public it wants to be like look at me i'm like pickle dick i'm like (laughs) but it's uh not Mm. but it's it's like that it can't be it wants to be the center of attention right but it's it's pretty gross you don't want to you don't want to you know have a slimy Show everybody your slimy pickle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I love you. Pam. So, how does it feel about you? If this is something you have a relationship with, how does it feel about Pam? If he feels I'm dumb, that I always say the wrong thing, and that it's trying to tell me, like, stop doing that dumb shit. But th- the other thing is that. Like, and it, it yells at me a lot about like uh, one of its little diatribes is like, you're not even drunk right now and you're still doing stupid shit. Like, 
it, it tells me like that I, I don't know it's sort of like the justific it's a, my actions that's when it gets mad at me it's like you know if you want to do dumb shit then you have to be drunk so you won't remember it <laughs> like don't <laughs> otherwise I'm here and I'm gonna tell you you did dumb shit so and what? it's not even that the shit is dumb. It's just something I said, or I maybe offended someone, or maybe I wrote my name on a list weird, or maybe I should have been, uh, I should have signed up number three, and then I signed up number five, and so now I'm going to be late. God, I'm so stupid. I hate myself. Like, just small shit like that, too. Just like, mm -hmm. What's its purpose? doesn't have to make any sense. Uh, let me ask it. What's its purpose? Uh, to keep me from being stupid in front of people, I guess. Like... And what's the purpose of keeping you from being stupid in front of people? Uh, oh, because they're gonna not, they're gonna not, they're, I'm gonna, whatever respect they might have had for me, they could potentially lose. If they either respected me as a producer or a comedian or whatever they could respect me for, they'd be like, oh, well, she's, you know, she fucked it up this time. And like, she's not even drunk but that's i think that a lot of it has to do with like there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of drinking component in there but i don't i don't drink that much but i have this reputation that i drink a lot so i think that this little guy is like trying to sort of protect me but what's he trying to protect you from um from from people not respecting me i guess or that if people don't respect me it doesn't matter because i don't respect myself like it's it's okay, okay that people don't respect me because why would you you know kind of thing okay how how does the voice make you feel um i, I now see the thing is i don't really register the emotions of shame or regret except in this sort of like little well let's really dip. drop into it this is pickle dick how does pickle dick make you feel uh i mean not good but still it's that safety thing of like you know no one can hate me more than i hate myself so is screw them really, it doesn't matter is that really safe i mean um, you're rooted in hatred in that place sure uh it's just be like having to be responsible for all of my choices is tough to do in the mo moment so i usually just i'm acting in the moment and i think in the moment everything's fine but then lady late later the little pickle dick is like you're a fuck up like mm. you shouldn't have you should think before you act you shouldn't you know so because sometimes on stage I don't have a plan at all like I have no idea where I'm gonna go with it I just sort of talk mm -hmm. and try to be funny and things can get off the rails they can go pretty wonky and then and sometimes I sometimes I think it's funny sometimes I don't even remember what I said but you know and then the, the pickle will be like oh man you suck like why did you even do that so I guess yeah usually it shows up after I'm sort of like in the moment like I'm like I'm just flowing with the groove bro like I'm just doing my thing and not like not being having a rational thought pattern behind like you're just in the flow right in the flow just not it's like when I'm not consciously choosing my choices I'm just like letting that all happen I'm being sort of Buddhist I'm like look at me enjoy the moment of transit but later I that's the voice that's like ah you suck when you do that 
but then I don't really know if I do or not because I don't usually like when I'm in that sort of flow I, I don't really remember everything because I'm so present that it's hard to have like a past or present voice on the actions of now so it's like me second guessing my authentic self just doing whatever it does mm -hmm. that's so and then it's like man you suck but then sometimes I barely even remember and it's and I swear it's not that I'm drinking it's just that sometimes if I'm in the moment I just I can't remember stuff like it's just you're just in it I'm just in it it happens a lot on stage I'm just like there and then I'm like oh what did I do but thank goodness so much of this is recorded so if I do decide to go back and see what a dick I am I can, <laughs> I can listen to it <laughs> all right so here's a question yeah see if you can and, and this doesn't have to make any sense yeah when was the first time that you experienced this voice in your life what, oh, what comes up when I offer it? probably junior high maybe freshman year of high school okay do you know the situation uh yeah actually so I when I was in junior high I went to this one I went from a Christian school to a junior high but it wasn't the junior high I was supposed to go to it was a different one and then the high school was a different so Loceros was the junior high and it fed into this high school called Monta Vista and then there was this one called Charlotte Wood and it fed into San Ramon wearing the jacket um but I went to Loceros and so all my friends were going to Monta Vista and in in junior high I was exceptionally popular I had lots of friends and a really great group of people. I love junior high. Junior high was awesome. Like it was. Me too. I love junior high. I had so much fun. Yeah, in I had so much high. fun in junior high. I, I did high. so many drugs was, in junior high. I didn't do any drugs. I got arrested and had I, so much fun and drugs. so many boys. Anyway, go ahead. But boys liked me. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. ski trips. Boys liked me. Yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That was my junior high. But I was. Yeah. People liked me. It was different. So then I went to this other high school. My parents said, "We are not driving you all the way to Monte Vista when you, we live across the street from San Ramon. We're not going to do that." I was like, "But all my friends, they're like, screw you." friends you'll make new friends so that freshman year in, in high school the very first week I was like well I'm gonna run for student council president because I was so popular at Los Eros well little did I know that everyone at Charlotte Wood hated my guts like of course they did I came in from another school and they're like fuck you you're running for president fucking what the who the fuck thinks that that's a good idea and I was like I do I think it's great idea I'm super fun I can't wait to meet people I'm really great I'm gonna be your leader I love working like I'll do all the shitty jobs you hate whatever you know be anyways I don't know nobody I didn't have a lot of friends at that point but nobody said to me what the fuck are you doing you don't go from this other junior high where you were popular and you go into the new thing and you think that everything's gonna be fine are you insane are you an insane person because you so, really didn't know. You didn't have enough information of the world as a young teenage, very, very, uh-oh, what happened? I unplugged myself. Oh, yeah, you're, you sh it, yeah, sometimes. Very it. enthusiastic person. You didn't have enough information. I didn't know. Right. But my parents didn't tell me. Nobody threw me a bone on this Nobody one. Like, told you. Maybe it would be best for you not okay. to run for student council president your freshman year in a new okay. school. So, <laughs> so this, so this makes sense that Pickle Dick would show up to try to clue you in. Yeah. Hey, right. Exactly. Is that, is that sure. Yeah. Don't do weird shit, Pam, because, or don't think uh, it's it's the concept of being bigger than your britches or like my 
talent writing checks, my ego writing checks that my talent can't cash. Well, like you said, so what I hear is, and, and this come up earlier, we were talking about, you know, thinking I'm so great and people don't know, which is what that comes from, right? Is is not having a reality check on your own experience of yourself versus the social situation that you're in. Right. And what's that reality check? I don't know. I've right. never been able to figure so it out. Right. So I just have to ask, so uh, what happened in the election? It was awful. Oh, the I'm guy, so sorry. This guy named Max got up on stage and said, like basically who the fuck is this and what I wrote this great speech and I was like hey I know I know I know I come from another school and I just I really want to work hard I've always wanted to be in student government this is like a, a thing that I've I've wanted and I feel like I can really like help you guys out and especially coming with a different perspective like oh, I and I was I wrote this great speech and like nobody clapped and then this guy <gasps> Max got up and he was like basically who the fuck does she think she is you're gonna oh. vote for this this person you don't even know who Aww. says things oh is she a smarty pants what the, who the fuck is this bitch and he didn't say and then everybody like screamed and clapped for him and were like max 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 and of course he didn't do anything and he got elected president and he was a fucking pile of dog shit that didn't do anything for anybody and just kind of sat there like the king of nothing i mean i should have run for treasurer or secretary right. or but you didn't know i didn't know okay so hold on a second yeah so that max guy was a dick okay <laughs> so we have this girl so if you think about that girl and when the pickle dick comes to her where is she when when she first hears this voice uh i mean it was probably like stage yeah probably she? i remember the way that stage looked too like it was it was where also we it was like where the dances were this stupid auditorium this big it's where we played basketball okay yeah so it feels like after those speeches she's just i feel so bad for that girl so yeah, it was, it if was you think about that girl if you if you really like tap into her where is she what's she doing up hiding in the bathroom oh. like oh. so embarrassed oh, so, so embarrassed. like just mortified that i okay I just didn't know. Of course you didn't. Know. So, <laughs> how old is she? Is she 13? 14, 13, 14. 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Pam, we're going to go to this girl in the bathroom. Here we are, our best adult selves with all the work and all the compassion we have. We're going to go in the bathroom with that girl. Oh, my God. My heart is broken for her. <laughs> I can just feel her. Oh, those poor things. She's devastated. Oh, and she has to stay at the school. Now. I have to stay at the school now. Oh. And I, the thing is, if I would have gone to San, or to Monta Vista, I would have won. You know, what? I would have been the president. We got to be with what they loved yes, you me. They, they, all my friends would have been like, "Yeah, we love Pam." Okay, so, so bring bring your awareness to this girl in the bathroom. This is your best adult self, and we want to make ourselves known to her, and we want to tell her that we're here to help her. And this was a terrible thing that happened. And it really wasn't her fault. She really, really didn't know. And we want to bring her into present time where she can have healthier and more nourishing and supportive ways to manage herself socially and with her own enthusiasm in the world. Yeah. How do you feel about that girl? Well, I, you know, I thought she was, I thought she was pretty together. I mean, she is in a lot of ways. pretty together, but it's just unfortunate that like the relationship to reality was so skewed. Like she didn't know. She did I, not nobody, have the information. But I think that maybe even if people told me, I wouldn't have been able to hear it then okay. because 
She might not have. I, I, she might not yeah, have been able to was, hear it. Okay, so that's it that's okay. I mean, we all have our deficits. She's, but it's it really feels to me like it's rooted in enthusiasm, and joy of living, and wanting to use all. She's got all this life energy. I can feel she's like super enthusiastic, and her balloon just got totally smashed. I also thought though that it would be a good way to meet people right like i thought oh student council it's a good way to meet people even running that's they could get to know who i am they could see like i haven't ever met any of these people before i'm not part of this school i have a lot to offer it was like look here's me here's what i do and they were like fuck you right Coming so, from another me, school and from the Richie Pants school. Right. So it was like. Okay. So this girl is going to watch what we're going to do now. I want her. She's going to watch. What, does she know that you're her adult self? If you, if you Sure. Can? Okay. Yeah. Good. I think right, I'm wearing good. the jacket. You got the jacket on. Okay. <laughs> so. So we're going to just know that she's watching what happens. So it makes a lot of sense how this got taken on. Right. Does that make a lot of sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like that's pretty. Well, I wish that. And this is another problem. I have a lot of anger issues. I mean, I wanted to smack that guy Max in the face. Like he basically did that to me in front of people. He just demeaned me and made it obvious that I was not cool in front of everyone. Terrible. And and he totally disempowered you. And I got no opportunity to kick him in the balls. Like, right. And. If I did, then I'd be known as the crazy person that kicks people in the balls, right. which I sort of had, a, a, but that was a reputation I already overcame. So I didn't, I didn't, not the ball kicking. I did throw a brick through a window. <laughs> I threw a brick through a window when I was in second, third grade and I, everyone was scared of me. Anarchy! And it, worked, anyway. it, was, it was good, but I didn't get to like, I mean, this is the funny thing is I actually saw that guy as an adult here after I moved to the city, I was in my early thirties. I was, I'd just gotten into graduate school. I was probably 33 years old, maybe 34. And funny enough, I was wearing this jacket and it was this guy, Max and Todd Benatar and Randy Wynn of all people, who's a baseball player who went to high school with me. And I saw them on the corner of 19th and Folsom. And I was out in front of the bar. I hung out at a lot, the homestead. And they saw me and they were like, Pam Benjamin and I was like Todd Benatar Max the asshole and Randy Wynn nice to see you congratulations on being a famous baseball player and I talked to them and some people came out and I introduced them as like these are guys I went to high school with and it was sort of a redemption because all these people were sort of saying kind of how cool I am or whatever to these guys who thought for years that I was not cool so I, I sort of had this sort of like redemption moment of as an adult to be like yeah, I'm fucking cool now, guys. I hang out at this bar. I live in San Francisco. I'm a badass. Right. Like, so that was kind of a, but yeah, I mean, so I got a little bit of retribution, but, and I, I, I'll never forget the way I'll, I know exactly what that guy looks like still as an adult. Okay. That's a resentment. We'll talk about okay, that in another resentment, show. Different stuff. <laughs> he deserves okay. it though. Okay. So we're going to go back to the pickle. Little, yeah, so the we pickle. go back to the pickle. So the pickle's here. And, and we can really understand now what the pickle's purpose is, right? The purpose of the pickle is to protect you. From not understanding what reality is. From not understanding what reality is, right? Trying to clean it up, trying, trying to help you out, but it does it in this really negative kind of shaming, blaming, yeah, guilt, post, post, uh, post-production way that's not super helpful. Okay, so we're going to ask the pickle a couple questions. So the first question is, what, if we're going to ask the pickle this question, what do you want? Uh, what is the, the, the pickle? It doesn't have to make any sense. Yeah, the 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 pickle wants me 
to not have a false sense of bravado okay the pickle doesn't the pickle doesn't want me to embarrass myself by thinking that i'm more than i am okay okay so the pickle doesn't want you to embarrass yourself by thinking you more than you are what does the pickle need for itself what is the pickle's deepest need if it has its own agenda what does the pickle really really need its deepest need uh if it was going to be fulfilled it wants people to think that it's that it's uh, no because it negates all the good decisions or it just says that the any decision is bad that's the thing it doesn't matter if it was a good or bad choice it's just like all your choices are wrong the pickle thinks all my choices are wrong no matter what the choices are so this isn't a thought what does the pickle need what's its motivation what's its what's it looking for uh, for itself the pickle needs me to feel bad about my choices it it makes what does it get out of that the knowledge that it's doing something that it's helping me okay even though it's but it kind of feeds off that negativity definitely right? okay yeah. so that's its food it never it, it, the pickle never says like you did a good job like right. yes you not thinking and making choices in the in an a conscious but not subconscious but not unconscious like i'm there but just not a, like a super in a non-planned yeah sort of execution way when i'm just being it doesn't like that. All the choices when I'm right. being well, you just said wrong. It, it 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 likes it when I'm when I'm feeling bad. Right. Okay. So that is the mark of negative energy interference that it feeds on suffering. We get back to the monster zinc thing, sure. right? It fe- yeah. can you see that? Yes. Like it yeah. actually it, generates the food that makes it feel good. And sure. when you are good, it what ha- if you are great? What happens to pickle? It, it tells me that I suck. It tells me if I'm doing great. It tells me. Don't that you are too big for your britches now. Okay. It says, even if things are great, it goes, you're not great. Don't do that. Don't think that you're, don't think that you did well. Like, I mean, it was hard last week. I mean, I was pretty in Arkansas. Everyone thought I was pretty and I came back home and I, and then I got, I got knocked down last Thursday and the pickle was like, see, see, see? you get all excited about stuff and you think things are good. And guess what? Mm -mm." Okay. So if we get back to this idea of fear and joy. Mm. So it doesn't want you in the joy box. No, no. Right? Yeah, no. It doesn't want you in. And I'm going to tell you, joy is a tremendous source of power. Joy is a tremendous source of power that has only productive and constructive consequences. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you that, right. right? And and so, and if you are in joy, then pickle gets no food. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So just to notice that that's a hallmark of a negative energy is that it creates negativity and that's its purpose under the guise of being protective. Um, so, so the question again is, so if pickle needs suffering, what does pickle really need under the suffering? What does pickle really, really need? If pickle was going to come to its own it, well, pickle evolution. wants me to pickle wants me to not do anything. It wants me to like stay at home in the safety of my house with my cat and my wonderful boyfriend and be like, this is enough. You don't. Why do you think that you need stage time? Why do you think that you need all this performance? Why do you think that you need? So pickle just needs more suffering. Pick. Yeah. Pickle wants more. Suffering. But what is what does pickle get out of the suffering? Does pickle uh, just need a place to live. I don't know. And something to do but he thinks he's helping me i think that 
Pickle feeds off suffering, but he's also like, just stop doing things because then you won't do embarrassing shit. Like, if you do nothing, then nothing will be embarrassing or weird. So he's actually pushing you to anti-life because sure. to do less. To do less. He's, he's pushing you to devolve sure. rather than evolve. Again, a hallmark of, of negative energy. Right. Okay. So, again, the question. So I'm going to ask you to do a funny thing. Yeah. I'm going to ask you. If our listeners can't see this, but I'm going to ask you to stand. So where is Pickle? If Pickle was here in the room, where oh, is Oh, he's like standing on he the board. There. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to see. We're going to move Pickle over here. Okay. I'm going to move Pickle here. We're going to pull Pickle over, over here. He's going to stand on this. Okay. Move him over here. Okay. okay. I want you to stand up, and I want you to step into Pickle's energy and bring the mic with you. Oh, my goodness. Step, step into in. Pickle's energy. I want you to see if you can. So you might even want to. I'm grabbing. Okay. I'm yep. grabbing the pickle. Grab the pickle. Get into the pickle. I want you I to know. really feel like the pickle is like you become the pickle okay how does it feel to be the pickle energy what is it like if you pickle you might even want to take on the shape of oh. the pickle what is it like to be pickle energy it's like uh it's like i'm my own mom sort of telling like disappointment it's a constant disappointment pickles never happy with my choices is always disappointed no matter what choice i make the pickle says that is the wrong choice why would you do that you're so stupid like why would you choose that why would you you know and then why look look at you okay sitting on the bus like you're on the you're on the bus now what you can't afford a car what's wrong with you so this resonates with (laughs) with with mom energy so you were even more right to pick this up yeah okay so the question is if you're pickle what is your deepest need that would bring you into peace and joy? What is pickle need? If you so if you were going to finish this, what's the opposite of disappointment though? That's like fulfillment. Fulfillment. Uh, it's, I just think pickle really likes it when I'm disappointed with myself. Yes, it does. It's but if like, we get like so pickle needs to be vulnerable. If you were going to finish this sentence, what I really need is if you were pickle finish that sentence what i really need what i really need oh, oh that's 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 so hard what is he what is he what is, what is it? Does pickle really need uh most vulnerable need to uh to be a pre to be respected to be respected to pickle be really needs to be respected yeah okay awesome so pickle. step out of that oh, and anyway there's pickle. one more question oh, how will pickle feel if he's respected Pickle well, was respected. Uh, How would Pickle feel? That's so hard because uh, the Pickle doesn't necessarily know what that feeling is like. And we're going to imagine if Pickle, if Pickle really was respected, Pickle would feel, I would feel. I, I would feel, I mean, I would try to feel joy about it but it's like it, the thing that's so hard is that thinking thinking that it's like it's that it's that opposite of humility it's like if i embrace fulfillment then i'm then i lose concept of reality again because okay, so that's the fear right the that's fe- the fear right. okay but if but if what well, we're talking again we're talking not an ego fulfillment we're talking about actually soul level fulfillment which is different which isn't about ego gratification it's not about pride we don't have to be afraid of it it's, it's this is the joy basket that most of us don't even get to step into right okay so 
so how would Pickle feel? We imagine how Pickle would feel if there was respect. I mean, uh, the thing is, I don't think that Pickle would even know how to deal with doesn't that have to know okay. emotion because it's. So you said joy. You said joy. joy. We'll just leave okay, it at we'll that. Go okay. Joy. So now, I wonder if you can sense or imagine that your body dissolves, and we're gonna offer and the body becomes a nectar or an elixir that is the quality of joy and respect that's exactly what pickle really needs mm. so you're gonna your body's gonna dissolve you're gonna an energetic form and becomes a nectar or an elixir that's exactly the respect and the joy that pickle really needs and pickle can receive so this nectar what color is it does it have a color or a texture oh boy maybe orange orange okay is it thin thick uh thin actually because okay. thick is gooey and gross okay it's easy to drink okay it's good good like ne- like wake up in the middle of the night super thirsty like all right let's so this. we're gonna fulfill pickle's deepest need and mm-hmm. so pickle can take up this nectar of joy and respect whether he absorbs it through the covering of his body, whether he drinks it, eats it, it pours over him, he soaks in it like brine. Like what happens? <laughs> how does how does pickle receive what he really needs? Well, I, I think it's going to be have to be a submersion thing, like because okay. <laughs> okay. I don't think the pickle's going to drink willingly okay. of the joy. So let's submerse. <laughs> so we're going to submerse film. pickle, yeah, in in the jar respect, yeah, and joy. And there's an unlimited supply. Ooh. And he can receive to his complete satisfaction. Really allowing himself to receive exactly what he authentically needs. Submersed in joy and respect. An infinite supply. Being able to receive till he's completely satisfied, satiated. And just track what happens to pickle as he receives that which he authentically needs respect and joy and what happens to pickle what do you notice uh well he's uh sort of uh become the the vessel that was soaked in is now like it's now he's not like a little like trapped inside of it but sort of becomes the outside of it Mm -hmm. uh in a in a shape that isn't so like bumpy and gross mm-hmm. uh and so yeah like sort of like plumping up and so overtakes the jar so like now he's like a little like uh he's like a little jiggly puff kind of like a little pokemon guy that's like kind of squishy and like oh these are okay okay so we're going to continue to feed continue even even if it, it until this complete satisfaction as much respect and joy as can be taken in his complete satisfaction so it may change form he may actually be drinking or eating now the 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 dunk tank may get bigger (laughs) so that so that there's really we really want to fill this need completely he's like a blimp now though he's so big he's like i can't this get my can i keep drinking i can't yes he can he can continue there's an infinite supply of respect and joy and so what this keeps track what happens yeah he's like in the sky now he's all big he's like a blimp he's like this is crazy look at the view and so (laughs) 
and he, is he continuing does he need more because there's plenty there's plenty he can continue there is an infinite supply well i think that he's gonna cut himself off because he doesn't want to become like this huge like spaceship size he can vehicle. become spaceship can, size yeah. if he wants he can let's just keep track of it as much as he needs there is an infinite supply of respect and joy we're tapping into the principles we're tapping into a field of energy that has an infinite supply of respect and joy. There is no limit to respect and joy. And he has tapped into it. In yeah. Feet. He's like, this is this still, I can still suck off this. It's crazy. So he can like, doesn't even believe that he the, can. Yeah. An infinite supply, infinite to his complete satisfaction. So what's happening? Just tell us what's happening now. Uh, it's, uh, he's, in the sky kind of like a big balloon tether sort of thing where i'm like kind of hold on i'm like no dude that's cool i won't let you go you're not gonna fly away okay it's fine and so let me know when he's satisfied when he has i think i think he's pretty good okay so the question is 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 he an ally or a helper for you or is this an energy that you no longer need that now has been healed that can move on to the place of its own next evolution. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, well, can I let go of the string and you have can. it float away? That's, you can. I, I mean, oof. You can. That's like, that's like a big, that's like a big thing to say. So you want to ask him, are you my helper now or do you need to move on to the next place for yourself? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's been very helpful. Okay. So is there anything you want to say to him before you let him go? Ah. <sighs> hey dude don't don't mess with other people don't fly up there in space and and uh mess with anybody else it's uh well he's different now though right i sure yeah well it's completely different shape and mm -hmm. and uh how's he feeling pretty good like um like that he can figure out sort of a motor and go in a direction mm -hmm. uh so but not definitely not weighing me down anymore mm -hmm. okay so, do you want to let go of the string? Sure. Okay, so let it go. Let's track him as he moves to the place of his own next evolution. Yeah, he's got a little motor. He's, like, putting along in the sky, like, bye, later. Okay. And so now we want to ask for an ally or a helper to appear to replace him. Oh. That's helpful and constructive and nourishing and supportive that can help you move through the world socially and support your own highest good in this humble perspective of knowing what reality is. Oh, so what appears? Oh, well, I certainly like cat cats a lot. So that's kind of like an image that okay. works with and me. What color cat? Uh, like an orange stripy cat. Mm -hmm. And what's orange stripy cat's personality like? Oh, he's a he's a nice guy. He's uh like big and fluffy and chill and just like mm -hmm. nice kitty. Did he have a gender? Uh, I, I like boy cats better than girl cat? cats. Girl okay. cats are a little catty. <laughs> and so, um, and how will he help you? Um. I think uh, his big fuzziness uh, will help me by 
just sitting with me with my decisions as opposed to um, chastising them or being disappointed in them because, like, I don't know, cats don't get real disappointed. Mm -hmm. I, so they're like, you know, he'll, he'll be like, and cats can't talk. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I think they'll be, uh, be a much more um, like life affirming, just being there kind just of being. thing. Cats are good at just to, being, right? As opposed to telling me that my um, decisions suck, right? But saying like that was a decision. <laughs> how more the cat way to do it? How will cat protect you? Um. Uh, by, I don't know, giving me something to focus on that's not within myself and mean, like as uh, uh, giving me something to focus on outside of myself, Mm -hmm. uh, rather than like internally destroying or being disappointed in, in decisions or choices I've made. Right. Cats don't eat their own tail. Right. Right. Well, they do in their kittens, but they don't actually eat it. They just chase it. They chase it. Chase it. Right. Sure. Okay. And can cat make a vow or a promise to you? Sure. What would that be? Uh, I'm not going to let you say bad shit about yourself because mm. you feed me and you're nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay. You don't have to judge. You don't have to judge yourself so harshly. Right. How does cat feel about you? Oh, a cat loves me. Mm. Cat's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about cat? Oh, I love cat. Awesome. Awesome. And how can you connect with cat? How can you connect with this energy when you need it? Um, I think it would be like an internal, like just sitting and thinking and like, not like physically petting, but sort of in my head, like being like, all right, you know, th- there you, you made a decision that you might not be super happy with but you don't have to shame yourself we can look at what mm-hmm. happened in the moment mm-hmm. and see like you know what is it did i really make did i really do something d- dumb eh, maybe it wasn't so bad or right. I, you know what no one was really watching no one was paying attention i think that's another thing that cat can let me in on is like perspective right perspective Mm -hmm. that not everybody's paying attention all the time i don't and of course they're not who would be paying attention to me all the time that's insane it's interesting because cats cats do pay attention cats notice all kinds of stuff Mm. they notice detail stuff too so does that is that one of cat's attributes sure noticing definitely okay so cat actually has more eyes than you do like to be able to really notice all the details and be able to share those with you yeah to give you that perspective awesome okay so i wonder if you can imagine that cat is pouring his energy into you, it might come out of his eyes or his throat or his heart or his paws or the top of his head and that you can receive that energy of awareness and love and balanced perspective and that chill just being present and really receiving that into your body. And it might come in the form. Is, is there a color? I think, it's a, I think it's a kitty high five. Okay. Yeah. So I really want you to take that into your body um, <clears throat> and particularly into your head and all the places where, um, where the little pickle dick used to live. Right. So really see if you can like breathe that energy of the cat into your body, particularly into your head, the right side of your head, 
breathing it in down into your shoulders and arms, and chest and belly, and into your legs, all the way down to the soles of your feet and the tips of your fingers and the crown of your head, just really receiving the energy of this new internal helper, replacing this really old configuration, this old habit, this old pattern that was trying to help you navigate social situations, but in a really shameful, bad way. And, and this is now that that's been transformed and released, and, that, and now you're taking on a much more mature, healthy, appropriate, loving, balanced way of assessing yourself in social situations. So really receiving that physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, professionally, creatively, relationally, all it goes into all of the different systems and the way that you relate familially, all your different systems. And that perhaps you can even hug cat into your body. Oh, hey, I love I love cats. And cat actually <laughs> just kind of like melts into your body yeah. and see where cat would reside in your body if you kind of like really brought cat into your body. Really ingesting, infusing. I would say almost like a like a uh, like a jacket because I don't want to take the cat and turn him into a jacket, but like um that you can sort of that he's like draped around my shoulders and I can like wear the wear the cat okay and people people like cats they do so if you feel (laughs) if you feel that like where is cat like on like his like head is and paws are draped across one side and his little butt and tail and on the other other side and he's sort of like just draped on there like a like a kitty stole okay like a stole and how does it feel to have him now he's not it's nice he's comforting little buddy okay so now I want to bring our awareness back to this girl in the bathroom mm. in 1985. 1985? I think 88, 88, but close enough. Yeah. Okay. And she's been watching. And how does she feel about the cat? Well, I mean, she loves cats because right. cats are great. And that's <laughs> like, cool. You got a cool cat. How does she feel about you? Um, I think, I mean... She's, I mean, I hope she wouldn't be disappointed. I have a joke about wearing my cheerleading jacket that um, it just reminds me what a disappointment I am to my parents because I had so much promise. Um, (laughs) But she'd probably be like, varsity cheer? Oh, my God, we make it on the cheer squad? No way. Yeah. And you run a radio show and a radio station. Right, right, right. Right? She'd probably think all that stuff is pretty cool. But because the way she was raised, she'd be like... Um, so like, where is Jesus Christ, your Lord and savior? And where is the money? Like, are you, I was, I mean, are you, she was very, um, well, what's it called uh, when you're materialistic. So show her your life today, show her your life today and see what she thinks. Well, she thinks that I live pretty cool for junior higher. If I wasn't an adult, well, if you show her, if you show <laughs> yeah, her your like, life, it's great, but show her your boyfriend and where you live and you're in the mission in San Francisco. Very cool. Yeah, no, she'd think it was cool, but she'd probably be like, I thought we were going to have a five-bedroom house. What do you want to tell her? Like, that stuff doesn't you matter. You did that. Yeah, it's, it's okay. We, Does she yeah. know you did that? I don't know. We could talk you about it. You got to tell her. Yeah. Tell her. Show her. You yeah. did that. It didn't work. It didn't work, yeah. 
but and and I think that she probably knows too that like you know we live in a big house but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're these incredibly happy people or whatever so so if is she interested in coming and being with you in your life today uh probably because it's a pretty fun time I mean I definitely would be like you're not old enough to drink but (laughs) she she was such a Christian at that time she wasn't into that stuff anyway and what what are her gifts and talents what what's the life energy she holds um, I think at that point, uh, she's a, she was a good little, good little ballerina, um, was really kind of excelling at that. Um, and she likes to read a lot of books mm-hmm. and there's some theater stuff happening. There was some, some acting stuff back then. So like, you know, real creative per- performance based stuff. And how would it be to add her life energy into your life energy today? Um, I don't know how helpful it would be because the motivations from that time were so Jesus centric that I don't know if her like insight would be. Well, so we are actually on this level when we add life energy, it's kind of stripped of personality construct. It's really at its essence, like the essence of her. I feel a lot of enthusiasm from her and a lot of creativity from her. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so is she interested in being with you in your life today? Um, I don't know. I can we ask her? Yeah. I just think that she, uh, thought that I would, be more famous by now <laughs> but or, so or famous in general but that's not like a construct I think that's gonna so that's happen. a conversation to have though yeah. if there's a you know so there's a part of yourself that still has some old ideas yeah right that might need to be let go of to really come fully present into your life yeah she's like like the only I think it's that when when you're and it famous is the wrong word but it's a lot of people listening or experiencing your art and so that is sort of the you're doing that well yeah you live that do you see that you live that not on the grand scale of you know i'm not a youtube star like (laughs) not on the grand scale but do you live that lots of people lots of people experience your art that, every week yeah, true. whether they want to or not i guess no they have to tune in they, they have, have to, to seek tune it out in. they can't they not. do it's not like i'm although comedy in bars is oftentimes thrust upon a, an, an unwitting audience they didn't sign up for it yeah but you like got that. five shows a week girl this yeah that's true that's right true. right yeah. and you have a yeah. listener base like yes, there is that's like true. that's true right that's there yeah yeah so so she'd probably be pretty she'd be like yeah that's fine and the numbers, I mean, she'd be like, those are big numbers. But I'd be like, you're, you're in high school, you know, come on. All right, well, let's do it. Do, so call her into the room right now. Oh. Get her out of that terrible bathroom. She yeah. doesn't need to live there. That was an awful time that happened. That's done. Terrible. That happened a long time ago. And call yeah. her. And if she was going to be in, in the studio with us right now, where yeah. would she be? Uh, probably bouncing off the walls, sitting down. I don't know. Yeah. Talking to Jesus in the corner. (laughs) So so you got sparkle Jesus. No way. (laughs) So, so this is an ongoing conversation with this part of yourself and, and the idea of, um, your own success and owning who you are today fully, um, versus these older ideas about success that were given to you. Right. 
and and are you a disappointment or are you in fulfillment right yeah that so that well and i i want to think that i that my life is good and i'm in fulfillment but every but the pickle's gone so i don't have to have that voice anymore but it's hard because it's like i think i like to believe that what i have is enough but somehow i still don't believe that what i have is enough like but it's like that can't I just be it's like come on can't you just be happy with what you have like <laughs> what do you need you need more I gotta <laughs> say I gotta say with the addition this is where it's interesting when we when we look at parts of ourselves that we get kind of cut off from which is kind of what happened with her a yeah. little bit like there's some trauma and and her ambition got really stomped on to re uh, to retrieve that ambition right that's kind of authentic to who you are that desire to make the world a better place that desire to do work like I want to do a lot of work you know it's interesting because there is I think there's healthy ambition I think that oh. we do kind of have optimal life purpose and and I would wonder like this conversation if you're having if with the retrieval of this energy into yourself if there isn't going to be a push to maybe do something a little bit different mm. that may be even more fulfilling than what you're doing now i don't know but i'm i'm curious about that well we'll see what happens this year with the festival i'm, I'm <laughs> curious i'm curious about that for you because our because i believe the desires that we have are there to move us forward to our own soul's fulfillment mm. um and so whenever anybody says, well, shouldn't I be happy with what I have? Yes. In the moment, yes. It's, you know, happiness is about wanting what we have. Right. Um, but want, there's nothing wrong with wanting more and to query what it is, what the real one is, and, and how do I fulfill that? Sure. That's the joy bucket. Right. Um, yeah, positive, am positive ambition, and it may not be a fi you know the the five bedroom house and sparkly Jesus like those are those <laughs> are exterior I, things. Well, I already did that though, and it wasn't you did fulfilling, it. so it's fine. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, um, so we'll have to check in. Right, but see what we if the pickle is truly gone with the pickle voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes there's habit energy, and we'll like want to do it. What I encourage you to do though is to think about the cat. Right. And to practice, a lot of times the, the voice is just gone. Sure. Because what we've done, I mean, it's interesting that it's a pickle, is the thing I love about this particular process, and this is a derivative of that feedy demons that I was sure. talking about, is that a lot of times in Western psychology, Western spiritual practice, it's very masculine where we like revenge on things or kill them or kick them in the balls or cut yeah, them off, yeah. right? And, and this is about looking at the deepest need and fulfilling the deepest need sure. from a place of compassion. And when we do that it actually is transformative. And transformation is different than killing something or cutting it off. Right. Transformation actually changes things. It takes garbage and it makes it into compost. And once garbage becomes compost, it doesn't become garbage again. Right. 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 Yeah. Sure. It feeds It's things. like a cucumber. Once a cucumber becomes a pickle, it can never become a cucumber again. Right. So that transformative process which is really what jesus taught i mean it all great spiritual masters teach um that the energy of compassion it's how gandhi freed india from uh, yeah. England. 
Really, yeah. it is, right? It's how Martin Luther King turned the civil rights movement around from being in a place of strong compassion. It changes things. Sure. Um, I derailed your phone call, though, today. It's totally fine. I, you know, I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping we could do, I was hoping we could do this. No, uh, no, that was great. I mean, the, the little, I mean, it's, it's good to recognize like the places in my life where things went wonky and be like, look at that and recognize it and say, you know, that has created patterns in my life, which aren't, which aren't necessarily helping me. Not because none of this stuff None of this stuff helps me. Like all the the negative self talk, like that doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't help, help me forward at all. No, it doesn't help us. I mean, and it's irrational. It's like, but it's so it, it it's such a patterned thing now. Where, and it, you and I sit on the sit there on the bus and I go kick myself. God, I'm so stupid. But it doesn't that doesn't it doesn't need to be like that. It can no. I don't have to have the negative. It could say, I can look at it without the judgment with the cat like the cat and I can sit down and look at it and be like all right that's what happened and how is As that different how are they different because it, it's just it's it's not pickle like negatively jumps on every choice no matter what it is mm -hmm. like even if it's a positive choice still oh god you said that to that person that's terrible or you like I sent out uh, for one ex one example I I got excited about the concept of the that school thing the other day and turning and I sent out a bunch of emails to a bunch of different schools and then after pickle was like you're an idiot like why did you do that why would you send that out you're just making yourself look stupid Pam's talking about starting a program to train comedians right in a, in a college based thing like right. CCSF or what have you right and uh which I think is a fabulous idea. Yeah, I think it would comedy be comedy college. Yeah, but there I mean there it'd just be a comedy college that would be free and at a college level as opposed to like the one that's downtown where they make you pay lots of money. Right. But to to sort of elevate the art so that people actually see it as an art as opposed to like people standing on stage with a microphone because of the hubris of their ego that thinks that they can entertain people with a microphone. Oh my god. But so that's the same voice that's like, how did and the pickle would say all the time, "How d you you think you're 44 years old now? You've been doing comedy for seven and a half years. You really you really think that anybody's listening? You really think that this is a good thing?" And I'm like sitting there going, "Hey, pickle, actually, I'm not terrible about at this. Like, I I don't suck at it. So I don't know why the pickle is constantly telling me that I suck because I I really don't I don't think I'm." People laugh at my jokes. They at least listen. So again, we get back. If we get back to this idea that there's two buckets that we can drink from, right. we can drink from the bucket of fear and negativity. We can drink from the bucket of joy and fulfillment. And fear and negativity also includes anger and outrage and yeah. judgment and all that, all that negativity. And you know, I mean, we look at it every day in the choices we make with the media that we consume, sure. with the choices in the kind of conversations that we have, and. It's you know we all have we all have both of those within us we all sure. have fear and judgment and criticism and anger and rage and resentment and self righteousness and we all also have joy and fulfillment and love and compassion and selflessness and generosity right so which one and you know the negative 
is a little bit more edgy. Well, it's easier too. It's easier. It's easier to be negative than it is to be positive. It is because it's de- it's it's actually about not taking risks. It's about ego gratification. It's about being invulnerable, and um, and putting other people down so we elevate ourselves. It's it's it's. It's about the attempt is to feel better instantly, whereas the bucket of generosity, compassion, fulfillment, love is about being vulnerable. Right. It's about taking risks. It's about growing outside. It's about being constructive and creative and moving into the unknown. Sure. It really is. I mean, this is about the, the fear is about being in the known. Right. And the joy is about being in the unknown. It's right. much more adventurous. <laughs> actually it takes uh, you know for me it's the hard and scary thing and i just want to say pam you know if you didn't do what you do and all the work and dedication that you have i wouldn't be able to be here oh, and so this sweet. is really this is huge this is me stepping outside my comfort zone to yeah. do this and to expand my work and to look at different ways to bring my work into the world sure. i'm so grateful for you oh. i've actually never seen you do a comedy act which is like my shame <laughs> at this point i have not seen it i mean i get to i get to yeah. laugh with you every week but um you know you don't know how many people you impact in a positive way that's by nice. what you do that maybe has nothing to do with comedy well and i have to that's what i've been trying to remind myself lately is that when um i sit there and go oh you know you're pickles like you're a shitty comedian and what do you think you're doing and blah 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 and, and whatever my quote-unquote place in the san francisco comedy stratosphere is a lot of that doesn't matter at all because mutiny radio has nothing to do with comedy like i mean it does obviously it has something to do with comedy there's a lot of comedy here but me as a comic and mutiny radio as an entity don't have to be synonymous right exactly they're not no they aren't synonymous because my experience of you and of mutiny i mean you're the manager of the station who comes and helps me and hangs out and we have great conversations and you're helping me learn how to do this thing that i have no idea how to do well you know how to do it now i know how to do it now (laughs) but (laughs) but you know i mean you're a great teacher and you create this great and loving really open fun environment and and really have provided an opportunity. And so I'm just going to say... That's the cat stuff I have to focus on because the the comedy stuff is like... It's where the pickle is because you, it's, you're getting a microphone and you're screaming into the void. You're constantly screaming into the universe saying like, I exist, I exist. Like that's all stand-up comedy is. <laughs> it's like standing up on stage <laughs> with a microphone like screaming, I exist to the universe. I'm real, I exist, I'm here. That's like, and there's so many people that do it. And why do we feel the need to stand up in front of people that we either know or don't know and say, here's who I am. I exist. I'm unique. Why? I'm funny. Why? Because, because the ultimate reality is that we are all connected. We are all expressions of the deeper consciousness that is underlies everything of the one but we you know when we get legs and we're walking around on the earth we're disconnected right sure and so the attempt i think that's what everybody's doing on different levels it's like i'm here i'm real like am i real tell me i'm real right right, we all want to know that and we all i do it too i mean that's i think it's what we do as humans the great thing is is when we can really be present and see when other people say, yeah, I see you. Ah, you're real. Sure. You are real. So I'm going to tell you right now, Pam, I see you. Oh, I see and you you're too. real. No, you're real. And you're you. really helping people. And, you know, the great 
the greatest people in the world, those who have done the most good in the world, didn't live in five-bedroom houses. <laughs> a lot of yeah. them didn't. That, that's, it, oh, that's not the thing that we remember about them. Right. It's the way they affected the people in the community. Well, and some of them aren't even known until, I mean, look at Emily Dickinson. She right. had like two published poems during her life, and then posthumously she had over 500 poems published. Right. And it's like, and she's one of the most, you know, well-known American poetess of our time or whatever. And she lived in an attic right in massachusetts yeah and it was i've been there <laughs> yeah, i have cool. been there all yeah. those people knew each other walt whitman and emily they all yeah they lived i was so beautiful where they lived out near concord and lexington and yeah it's beautiful yeah i'm a thoreau fan all those guys those guys yep yep been to been to the you went to his little cabin in the woods i've been to the cabin well, in the woods. Yeah. The well the cabin doesn't exist anymore but the oh. pond is there yeah, yeah it's beautiful good stuff well this was incredibly helpful for me today i mean seriously i haven't thought about that 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 terrible high school junior high transition thing in a while it was tough because people didn't like me i applied i tried to be a cheerleader and i kept applying is the wrong word auditioning and i didn't make it for the freshman team or the junior varsity team but i did make it for varsity which was so funny so i became i was a cheerleader my junior and senior year so all the other right i know i was like i didn't make it the freshman or sophomore year but suddenly when i was a junior like i did it and then i I did it for two years and there was a time this guy's name was kenny oh god he was a mean little motherfucker he's one of the only black kids at school so i get it like if i was one of four black kids i would totally make fun of everybody also but they published in the school newspaper when the cheerleaders were announced for the following year. So it was my sophomore year and I was in driver's ed and this guy, Kenny was behind me. He was very tall and, uh, he looked at it and he goes, this is a joke, right? This is a joke newspaper. This is so funny. Cause it says that you're going to be a varsity cheerleader, which is obviously a joke. And he said it in front of like the whole oh class. And I was like, Nope, that's real. I'm a cheerleader next year. That's a thing. And he didn't kick him in the balls. No, I didn't. I was so embarrassed. I was like, Oh, and so and then then it was like once i finally became a cheerleader people were like you just wanted to be a cheerleader so you could be popular but we're not going to let you be popular anyways and i was like no i became a cheerleader because i have a really loud voice and i'm a proficient dancer and i want to perform at the halftime games and i like the little skirts like what the outfits are cute i i like cheering i've always been like a cheerleader type of person like yay and so but i mean it was high school so and but I guess that stuff leaves marks and scars. Totally. And like I mean, I remember, oh, God, because I got really fat in high school. I gained 70 pounds. Wow. Yeah, my junior year of high school. When one year? What happened? You, what? I stopped doing drugs and smoking oh. cigarettes. Yeah. I didn't know. You I got healthy. Said, <laughs> I got healthy. And I became president of my senior class. Wow. As a matter of fact. When yeah. you were fat? When I was fat. What? Yeah. Yeah, I did. But wow. people were mean to me. When I get into college, I went to go to a party one time, and they said, oh, no, you can't come in. We don't allow fat girls. <sighs> right? So I wrote a, I wrote an article. It was a turning point because I went home, and I was like, I'm fat. I suck. And, um, and then I get mad. And I wrote an article about prejudice against fat people, and they published it in the, in the newspaper. And you know what? It's funny because I hung out with a lot of African-American. It was an African-American minority at the college I went to when I hung out with a lot. My boyfriend was black. And um, and I kind of studied the way that they moved through some of the bigoted sure. demographics at the school. And, um, you know, like not 
being impervious to it. And, uh, and I really worked to take that on. And, you know, after that, if anybody said anything to me, I was on them like flypaper. Yeah. It totally changed after that. And now to this day, if anybody gives me shit, who are you talking to? You know, I'm like, what? Sure. You got yeah. something to say? Right. You got a problem? Yeah. You got a problem with that? You don't like my ass? Cause my ass is really cute now. But <laughs> <laughs> want to see? 70 no. pounds. But yeah. Yeah. But it really, um, yeah, I've had a whole interesting experience of being a skinny girl, fat girl, skinny girl. Yeah. There was a movie that they just recently had. It was on the Netflix and I can't remember what it was, but there was a scene in it where all the guys at this one fraternity, they had a party and they took a fat girl. And that was the whole party <gasps> was to see who could bring the cutest fat girl or whatever. And they, oh and so it was like a whole theme about it. And I just watched this movie and I was like, when are they going to say that this is bad? <laughs> like, when is there going to be some shaming about just, this behavior? Wasn't it just some movie about I'm so pretty. It was like some girl that supposedly is chubby and she thinks she's pretty. And then I, yeah, there's a new Netflix thing. It's kind of creepy for me. She's, it's a, it's a series or whatever. And she's, a, she says that she's a loser or whatever. It's something like that. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, people are trying to be more body positive, but I, I don't know. It's at all. It body positivity has always been. It, it's a social construct that we are thrown into, and we have to sort of abide by it. And it's the same sort of thing as like makeup or right. the way that you dress or. Right. No, it's a whole. It's, it's all, all about how people perceive, perceive us yeah, the from outside. the outside rather than the inside. So in spiritual psychology, we're all about the inside. Insides. So if you want a free session of spiritual psychology and have your life completely changed. I'm completely changed. Like today. You've completely changed me today. You can, uh, the, um, the pickled dick is gone. <laughs> Sergio loves the pickled dick. Pickled dick is Sergio gone. It was the came. bad voice in my head yeah. that told me that the, I, pickle dick the, is gone. the disappointment. And, and you the, got the loving cat. I got the loving cat. That's it. Got I'm going to be dick. so interested to see what happens. So if you would like to have a free session of spiritual psychology, the requirement is that it goes and gets published online uh, we can do it anonymously but you can send me an email info at com. you can send me a text 415-672-4992 have a lovely week we'll look forward to talking to you again next tuesday at 10 a.m oh your volume's down my volume is down Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now. Now, through November 30th, go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. 
Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Oh. 
in the 